They're, uh, they're getting a word from heaven, one of those fresh words. Praise the Lord. So we just bless them where they are. All the people online, welcome this morning. It's good for you to be here. we are uh, got a good house this morning, and we got the door open because in northern New England, it's 60 degrees outside, so we're very happy about that. Amen. Could, uh, very unseasonable temperatures, but we're pretty excited about it, so... Yeah, amen, I like that. Fall is my favorite time of year, and it just goes by way too fast. Well, uh, you know, it, uh, as I bring the message this morning, uh, I can see the Lord weaving in and out of uh, what he wants to share this morning. So um, I don't see Barbara Dean. Uh, she wanted to share. So remind me at the end. She wanted to share uh, something that she had. So praise the Lord. Uh, all right, so this morning is about uh, understanding what an overcomer is. I know sometimes we talk a lot about the sons of God, and about overcoming, about victory, but what is that, and why is it important? Why is it important that we talk about overcomers, that you're an overcomer? What role does that play in the story that God is unfolding? Why is it important to be an overcomer? through life and whatever happens, happens, right? And I want to encourage you this morning as we're talking about overcoming and we're talking about your story, as we're talking about the events in your life, don't ever be ashamed of your story, of your testimony. There are things that happen in our life that are challenging to us, that are that uh, we wish we could get to do them over again, amen? Certain things in my life I wish I could do over again. I'm, I think that I would make different choices and, and different decisions. But praise God, it's all part of the story. It's all part of the testimony. And don't ever be ashamed of your testimony because it's God orchestrating your life, God orchestrating the events of your life so you can see his faithfulness and his love and his mercy, amen? It means, so what does it mean to be an overcomer? Is everybody an overcomer? Is everybody just destined to get through life and get to the end and prevail in some way that their heart is still beating and their mind is funk? Does everybody get to be an overcomer? We have some yeses and we have some noes. Good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's kind of like, does everybody get chosen? on that day to enter the gates of heaven. More no's. Praise the Lord. It means, you know, Jesus said when he was talking to the disciples, he said to them, it's impossible that offenses don't come. And so we think about what he was saying as he's just about ready to go to the cross, as he's just about ready to change the, all of the activity in the spiritual realm and in the natural, as he's just getting ready to impact the world, he says it's impossible that offenses won't come. And so we know and we understand that God is very much aware of the trials that we're in. He is very keen his, his ears are attentive to our cry. His eyes are upon us. And sometimes we think, gosh, why am I going through this? Why? What did I do to deserve this? What did I, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? 
And we start rehearsing in our mind all of the circumstances and the events of how we got to where we're at. That can be healthy, right? Because repentance is all about turning around from where you are and going in a different direction. It can also be unhealthy. It can, it can be the woe is me. What did I do wrong? Sometimes you haven't done anything wrong. God comes to promote you by giving you a trial or a situation or a a new testimony that uh, demonstrates his faithfulness and who he is. What does it mean to be an overcomer? It means that when the trials do come, rather than choose the way of separation, we choose to remain. That's where you are this morning. Every single one of you have had an opportunity all through your life to say, I'm done. I'm out of here. But you've chosen to remain. You've chosen the harder way. You've chosen the more difficult way. And you've said, you know, tomorrow's a brand new day. Tomorrow's a brand new day. And you've chosen to remain. You haven't run. You haven't uh, abandoned your call. You haven't abandoned what God's called you to do, how it functions. It means rather than recoiling in your pain, we press forward. The natural thing when offenses come and trials come, the natural thing is to go into self-preservation mode and recoil and kind of shrink away or shrink back. The overcomer doesn't do that. You haven't done that. You've demonstrated in your life that when trials come and hardships come, you stand. You stand through the trial and through the hardship. And you believe that through the, through the change that is happening inside of you, you're a better person. It means that rather than choosing isolation, you seek fellowship. I don't know about you, but some of the darkest places in my life, I wanted to crawl away into some cave someplace and not see anybody or talk to anybody or say anything or interact with anybody. I wanted to be just someplace lost and hidden away because the pain and the suffering that I was going through seemed una- I seemed unable to get through it. But, the, but the, the spirit and the heart of an overcomer is rather than choosing isolation, you seek fellowship. And that's where we are with the people of, of Praise Chapel and throughout the world today. They're, they're choosing to have fellowship. They're choosing to go back to God and say, God, rather than recoiling and pulling away from God, they're going to God, and they're seeking his face, and they're seeking his heart. It means that rather than choosing to withdraw and become self-centered, we choose to reach out and give away. When you're hurt and when the pains and the sufferings come, sometimes you don't want to give away. Sometimes you want somebody to give in to you, to fill you up, to... Uh, to minister to your heart, to your life, to tell you that things are going to be okay. But the heart of an overcomer keeps coming and keeps participating in a fellowship just like this one and just like the bride that is on the face of the earth today throughout the world. They choose to keep going. They choose to be a part of other people's lives and say, I love you. If all I can do for you is smile and say I love you, then that's way better. That's way better than the alternative. 
which is we become reclusive and we run away. And we forfeit the relationship between each other and what it's going to take to get us through as a body of believers. Amen? Amen. It means, there's, it mean, you know, I was remembering in Acts chapter 3 when Peter and John were going to the temple to pray. They had just, their entire life just changed, right? Their entire world just got tipped upside down. They wanted to run, right? But in this case, it says they, they continued on into prayer, into the hour of prayer, and they were headed to the temple. They were headed to pray. They were headed to be with their friends. They were headed to be with those that shared a common loss with them. And on the way up, there's this man there that's been lame since birth. And they placed him, the word says that they placed him at the gate called Beautiful. That's another, that's another word for the main gate that comes in, the, the main gate coming into Jerusalem. It's often called by different names. But they laid him at the gate. And he was seeking money from people as they came in and came out because that's where his world was. And then all of a sudden, John... Uh, and uh, John and Peter came up to him and uh, his eyes were fixed on him and he said, well, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have is f that's far more precious than silver and gold. What I have that's eternal, what I have that is living and alive, what I have to know about my Savior, what I have to experience about his love and his grace, I'm giving to you. And he reached out his hand and he grabbed him and he pulled him to his feet and instantly he was healed. This is coming from a, a people that were suffering, that were hurting. But through the power and the love of God, when they got outside of their own circumstances, I'm going to picture this. We're hurt, we're going to pray, right? We're going to seek God. And on the way there, you change somebody's life forever. That's the power of God. That's how an overcomer operates in their day and in our day. Amen? Even in the midst of horrific things, like divorce or death or sickness, judgments from other people, even in rejection or even verbal attacks, we don't respond in like manner. Jesus didn't ever get into an argument with those that opposed him in the sense of pointing the fingers. He just simply spoke the truth. He spoke what he heard his father say. Irregardless of whether or not they came around to his thinking or not, they had the opportunity to understand truth. They had the opportunity to understand what a divine intervention would be like. And then they could either accept it or not. We're becoming like Christ because when we're letting God have the last say, right? When we let God have the last say, we don't get caught up in all of the arguments and all of the uh, points of view. It's simply God has the last say, and God knows. Even when we're manipulated by others, we stand and choose seeking to love. 
How hard is it to love when somebody just verbally attacks you? Or somebody belittles you? Or somebody uh, intentionally offends you? How difficult is it to love? Personally, I want to do the opposite. I want to be self-justified. I want to let them know how it really is, right? I want to let them know how wrong they are. But God is my judge. God can straighten out all things. And the overcomer doesn't allow those things to penetrate his heart and remain there. Yes, they hurt. They hurt in, in incredible ways when we lose somebody that we love. When somebody's not part of our body that we've experienced for most of our lifetime. Or we go through a tragic situation. It hurts. It's painful. But the life of an overcomer looks beyond that. It looks beyond it into the grace and the mercy of God. Even uh, a per we're becoming a prophetic people. Chosen to walk as Christ and press toward love. Even when we ourselves are insecure or feeling worthless or challenged every moment by moment. Do you know that God is not ashamed of your testimony? God is not ashamed of who you are. God isn't ashamed of anything you have ever done in your life as long as you continue to seek him. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the difference between condemnation and conviction. God is here to convict in these days so that we don't keep making the same errors over and over and over, but it is not condemnation. He doesn't look at you and say, I'm embarrassed about who you are. I'm embarrassed about what you've done. He looks at you and says, the blood of my son, Jesus Christ, can fix that. And if you would just reach out to him, if you would just seek him, he'll change your life. It changes circumstances. And that becomes the greater testimony of who you are because God intervened in, a, in our lives in a way that we're destined for bad things so that it came out to be like Christ, came out to be like his son Jesus, came out to be the character of who he is. Are you with me? So easy to focus on the darkness around us rather than the light. When bad things happen to us, we just lost a dear friend a week or so ago. And it's so easy to think about all of the would'ves and could'ves and should'ves. It's so easy to think about our own lives and what impact are we really making anyway? What difference are we really making by, by doing the same thing week after week, going to the same job? fellowshipping in the same way. Is there any difference at all that we're making that is going to be counted worthy? And we start to think about the darkness and we start to think about the weight and we start to think about the trials and the negativity of it. But the heart of an overcomer will always look to the light, will always look to the good things that, are, that God planted around them and be thankful and grateful for it. Such is your life. You're continuing to press through, even in the places of the darkness, and even in the places of trial. God, I've got to see you in a new way through the struggle that I'm in. 
I've got to touch you in a different way than I've touched you in the past. And you look to the light. And you focus on the good things. You focus on the glory of heaven around us. And the peace that God places around us, either in creation or with fellowship or family members. And pretty soon, the darkness starts to fade and the, the light overtakes the darkness. Draws us up again into hope and expectation. Amen? When our overcomer finds themselves in the dark and challenging places, rather than focusing on the bad things and the heartache of the trial, they look to acknowledge and find the good, the light, the hope, the beauty of his love, the peace that is within his heart, the emotions that God has towards us. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4.8 We're pressed on every side by all kinds of various troubles, but we are not crushed and we're not broken. We're perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We're knocked down sometimes, but we get up again and we keep going. Through suffering, these bodies of ours are constantly sharing in the death of Jesus Christ so that the life of Jesus may be seen in our bodies. It means that after you have had every opportunity and every reason to give up and quit and run and hide, it means that you remain. It means that you continue moving forward. It means that you continue to choose in your mind and in your heart and your actions the life of Christ, the glory that is yet to be revealed. This is when the title, I want you to listen to this. This is when the title of overcomer is granted to you as an individual. This is the time where you get another precious stone added to your crown. You can't buy those things with money. You can't buy those things in any other way. The testimony that is being produced in your life because you've chosen to stand and see the situation through, it means that God is adding the jewels to the crown that you have been given. And it means that you're ordained in a new way that is precious before God. It means that your heart is changing and your mind is being renewed. It means that you are given a title of overcomer. Do you understand what a magnificent title that is? We just think, well, overcomer. Well, I overcame. No. You overcame the adversary in everything he had to throw at you. And you stood for God. You stood for Jesus Christ and the truth that he planted in your heart. And for that reason, there's a substance in heaven that is being assembled and put together for you to experience and receive as a reward, as an inheritance, as a, as a job well done, my good and faithful servant. You have demonstrated the life of an overcomer. You have demonstrated the heart of God, the heart of Christ. You have demonstrated and walked out his word. You partook of his death, and now it's time for you to partake of his resurrection and his life and the grace that comes 
through the gospel. Amen? It means that after you've had every opportunity to give up, you stand. James, chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed, happy to be envied, is the man who is patient under trials and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. That's the amplified version. Blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation, doesn't recoil, doesn't run away, but stands in the place that God gave them to stand. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. It means when others against you act with intentional hate, you choose to let Christ minister within you and reach out to others. It means recognizing the rejection and the destructive behaviors of others and choosing a better way. Even when the personal cost is, seems to be so overwhelming, we can look around us today and see destructive behavior on every news article, on every paper, every testimony that you go through the day, destructive behavior. Yet the heart and the grace and the love of Christ meets that in provides a better way. Amen? We're in a war because the devil has been thrown down. And so as I close this morning, I want to end with Revelation chapter 12. And I want to describe to you why the attack on your life, on my life, on the, on the life of a Christian who has a relationship with Jesus Christ, why is it so intense? Why is the devil live or die? Why is the trial so beyond our own abilities to overcome? And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, and the serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast out to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they, meaning you and I, overcame him, the devil, the great deceiver, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives even unto death. Therefore, rise, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, and the sea. For the devil has come to you, having great wrath, because he, has, he knows that his time is short. 
You see, even in the beginning, God determined the end. In the the end times, where the devil has been, uh, where the devil is focusing on you because you represent everything that he is not in Christ Jesus. You represent the love and the peace and the overcoming. He will never overcome. He will never return to his position in heaven. But you will. And that's why he hates you so much. That's why he made it his ambition to destroy you and everything about you. But God declared in his word before the foundations of the world while he was assembling you in the mother's womb to be who you are and to walk you through this life, some trials and some victories, some good things and some bad things. But in the end, he declared from the beginning, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and their word of their testimony. And that's why I'm encouraging you today, don't ever be ashamed of your testimony. Don't ever be ashamed of the experiences that you have had in life. Because the bad things God sees, and he turns that into the glorious things. He turns the message and the places of what was intended for evil to be good. Amen? Romans 8, 28. All things, all things, everything, every part of your testimony, every experience you've ever had, every mindset, every place of accusation and false judgment that others have had on you and you have had on yourself, God promises in his word all things will be brought together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And so we continue to remain in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the struggle, but you have overcome. You've stayed. And that crown is being ordained with the jewels of heaven again. Every time you overcome, there's a new jewel that gets added to that crown. And your crowns are destined to be beautiful adorned with every kind of jewel and every kind of precious stone. Don't give up. Continue to press forward. Continue, even though bad things happening, and sometimes we lose friends and family members. Sometimes we go through places that are hard. We feel like recoiling. We feel like pushing back. We can't see the impact we're making in the world. We ask God, what difference does it make if I go to church this morning? What difference does it make if I even get up? What difference does it make to anybody, even God? And we focus on the darkness for a little while, but then light comes to shine in the darkness, and it drives the darkness away, and we make the decision to stand and to continue on and keep going. Amen? Amen. You had your hand up.